This is Channel 253. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. This is the We Art Tacoma podcast. This is another episode of We Art Tacoma, and I'm your host, Eric Hanberg. Producer Doug here. How you doing, Producer Doug? Very well, very well. Today's interview is with Taylor Cox, who is a local letterpress artist on the scene, and she talks about Tacoma's annual letterpress festival, which is called Ways Goose. I just started a firestorm on Facebook regarding kerning, and I was going to bring up kerning with her. Kerning oh, is the negative space between we, we letters. Did, we, we forgot to bring up kerning. On, <laughs> we did not bring up Yes, kerning. I think that might have been a little too in the weeds for, yeah, maybe, uh, for the podcast. But uh, Ways Goose is coming up this weekend. And uh, if you haven't been, listen into to what Taylor has to say because I think she'll convince you to check it out. Steamroller. Steamroller. All right, Taylor Cox, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Uh, we're here to talk about letterpress and screen printing and the world uh, of I would I was about to say like old fashioned type, but I feel like we're keeping the dream alive here in Tacoma. Yeah, it's it's definitely still alive. Has not died yet. <laughs> so hopefully, we'll never die. Hopefully, it'll never die. So uh, just for someone who doesn't quite know what we're talking about, although this is Tacoma and they've had many opportunities to learn, what exactly do we mean we mean when we talk about something being like letter pressed? Yeah. So. Uh, letterpress printing is a form of printing where you're working off of a raised surface. So the idea that everything at the magic number is 0.918 inches. What, what is 0.918 um, inches? So that is the height that pretty much any of your printing presses are going to be set to. Okay. So whether or not you're putting in a piece of lead type or uh, hand-carved linoleum or wood, mm -hmm. as long as it's at 0.918 inches, it'll print. That is the magic number. That is okay. the magic number. And so anything then, higher and it doesn't get inked, and any or anything lower and it doesn't get inked. Right. And then anything higher, and the press is just gonna crush it. Yep. Um, wow. So basically, anything at 0.918 inches is gonna get a layer of ink on it and then print onto the paper. So then you take the ink and you put it on like a roller or something, and you go over the top of this thing and. Yeah, so depending on the presses, all the different – there's a bunch of different presses right. that kind of work right. differently. Um, but the main idea is that there's a set of rollers, whether or not it's a hand brayer or rollers on a press. They're going to roll over your image. And then you get what looks like a, a really cool, like actually handmade poster or shirt or whatever it is yeah. that you're producing. Yeah. Um, so usually all the inks are going to be hand-mixed wow. um, based off of, you know, your set yeah. colors. And then um, so that really allows you to get that vibrant potency of the color that you don't always get off something that's been digitally printed or totally. offset printed. Totally. How did you find letterpress work? So I didn't know a whole lot about it until... The second class that I took at PLU mm -hmm. for my design program, um, at the time it was being taught, I 
because it still is, uh, being taught by Jessica Spring, who's yep. another letterpress printer. She's here. been mentioned on the show before. Yeah. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's kind times. of a, a local letterpress deity, it seems yes. like. Um, so PLU has a shop called the Elliott Press that's been around for 34, 35 years now. Wow. Um, and they've got a couple presses and quite a bit of type. Um, they just recently got a huge donation of called the Thornley Collection of just hundreds of typefaces of old lead type. Um, and these are like these tiny little... Tiny little, you know, like bars of lead, and there'll be like one letter at the end, and yeah. then you put it next to a le- another letter, and it's just like how they used to do like news- newspapers and yeah. things like that. Um, so when I talk about type, it is each letter or punctuation mark, question mark, capital is its own piece of metal, and then you are aligning them all up and locking them up so that you can print it. Right. Um, so when there's a font of type that's actually you know, Times New Roman, eight point, not all of Times New Roman because you have to have separate pieces of metal for, for every each single size. And bold or italics. Yeah. Or, so every font is like weighs several hundred pounds. <laughs> Basically. Depends on the size. The smaller the type is, the sure. lighter it's going to be. Sure. But, um, which is actually why wood type came about because oh. they were wanting to make posters and advertisements with larger and larger letters that makes to sense. get people's attention. That makes sense. And it's too heavy and not financially feasible to make it, you know, three-inch letters out of lead. Yeah, I can imagine that. Um, so, again, if it's 0.918 inches, it'll print. You're set. So if it's wood or lead or... So so you you, you learned it in, in college and then got the bug. Yes, Um so initially I went into college thinking I was going to, you know, do the digital design thing, move to Seattle after graduation and find a job at a design firm. Sure. Um, and leave Tacoma because I didn't like Tacoma at all, which was silly because I didn't actually know <laughs> Tacoma. <laughs> um, and once I got into letterpress printing, I realized that I loved working with my hands so much more than working on the computer. Moving the mouse around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I also found the constraints of letterpress printing actually improved my work Hmm. um, because, you're again, you're constrained by the typefaces that you have in front of you at your disposable. It's not, I have the whole internet and I can download any typeface I want and move whatever size I want. Um, Right. So I really liked that aspect and just kind of started to gear everything towards letterpress printing. We, we do have – and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but, but from an outsider's perspective, it feels like we have a little bit of a letterpress and book arts hub going on here. We've got Jessica Spring and, and the work that she does at PLU and her own letterpress studio. Mm-hmm. We've got Beautiful Angle, which uses a press. We have yeah. – um, it seems like there, there's something happening here. There, yeah, there's definitely a great community of letterpress printers in Tacoma, and they're all very welcoming and willing to talk to you and share their knowledge. Um, I've, as letterpress printing has increased in popularity across the country, mm-hmm. you know, there's communities in Portland and Seattle and all over, um, but I found Tacoma's community specifically is very welcoming to new people, and there's 
not as competitive, like trying to beat out the next person yeah. in line constantly. Um, so that was really nice. I kind of stumbled into that community and have decided that I didn't want to leave it. So you stayed. I stayed, yes. Well, that's a very nice thing. And you work at a letterpress studio, is that right? Yeah, so I work for the Arts and Crafts Press. Um, tell, tell me more about that. So Yoshiko Yamamoto and Bruce Smith own. Um, they're married and they own it. And Yoshiko is a linoleum and woodblock carver. Um, so unlike Jessica Spring, who does a lot of handset med- metal type, mm-hmm. um, Yoshiko works almost solely in hand-carved linoleum. Um, so we're printing, you know, 15 color linoleum prints where Holy cow. each color is its own hand carved block. Wow. Um, and then we have a l- huge line of greeting cards that are also letterpress printed. Um, and those are usually five to seven colors. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I met Yoshiko a few years ago. If I recall correctly, she's doing like at least at the time, was doing like several hundred thousand cards and things like that. Is that true? If I re- Am I remembering yeah, that correctly? Yeah, so we print, uh, we have a national distributor out of Utah. So we print about three to 6,000 cards of a single design at a time. Wow. Um, most of the work in letterpress printing goes into the setup. Mm-hmm. And then once it's all set up and locked into place, then you can just do as many, run and... it and keep running it. Right. Um, so with the specific press that we use for letterpress printing our note cards, it's a Heidelberg cylinder, kind of the... I'm nodding like that means yeah. something to me. Do you see <laughs> it's it? the newest, I say newest, but it was built in 1970, but okay. that's kind of the last of the letterpress printing yeah. presses that they have been manufacturing. Yeah. Um... You know, it's new when compared to our oldest presses, 1891. You have an 1891 yeah. press in, the, in in your office? Yeah, it's an iron hand press. Holy cow. Um, so because that press, the Heidelberg, takes so much time to set up, it doesn't make sense to run a hundred of a card. Um, so we run about 3,000 of a card. So Jeez. that's, you're running 3,000 of the black and then you have to clean the press, put a different block in, put new ink on, and then 3,000 of the green. And you just continue that until all the colors are finished. So if you're doing 3,000 of one card that's five colors, you're running 15,000 times through the press yes. to get those cards. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And then you have to check all of them and fold them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a labor of love I, for I'm sure. understanding why greeting cards are expensive now <laughs> yeah yeah that's pretty that that's very cool that that we have those that in in tacoma again mm-hmm. i'm not sure many people would know um that that yoshiko is here and and that we have um you know a letterpress studio that's producing that kind of stuff that's yeah. pretty great yeah um is there any uh work that you've done on your own that that you just want to give a mention to things that that you enjoy doing with with your own letterpress you, you said when we were emailing about setting this up that you were actually working on a, a linoleum cut yeah so segue into the world of waste goose yeah um i am currently working on a three foot by three foot linoleum carving for the steamroller printing portion of waste goose yeah um 
So, again, it's kind of working off the same idea of the raised surface is going to get inked, so I'm carving away everything that I don't want to be black. Which is probably a lot of carving on a three-foot-by-three-foot three piece of surface area. If I was smarter, it would not have been as much carving as it is. Um, but my good intentions of leaving as much black on the image kind of yeah. ran away from me. Okay. Um, so it has been a lot of carving. I yeah. think I calculated it the other day, and it was up to, like, 27 hours and, so and far. And do you have, like, a little hand carving. chisel, and you're just, like, taking away little pieces? Is that how you're doing it? Yeah, so I've got a variety of carving tools of different sizes um, and different shapes, depending on the type of line that I want to carve. Um, so I've got really tiny ones for nice, small, detailed areas, and then much bigger ones for carving away big chunks of linoleum. Yeah. Um, so you're not, you know, carving three foot by three foot with some tiny, that's, you that's know, sensible. quarter inch wide right. carving tool. Right. That's um, sensible. But it still does take quite a bit of time. 27 hours. Yeah. So far. <laughs> so far. I'm so almost far. done. <laughs> uh, well, I love Waze Goose and I want to talk more about uh, the steamroller, but we are going to take a short break for a sponsor. Uh, cliffhanger uh, tease there and we're going to come back and talk about Waze Goose. This episode of the We Art Tacoma podcast was generously supported by the Tacoma Arts Commission. What is that, you ask? The Arts Commission is a volunteer group of citizens appointed by City Council who support the development of our community through public art, arts programming, and funding of arts organizations, artists, and, apparently, podcasts about the arts. This year, through the Arts Projects Fund, the Arts Commission funded 32 Tacoma organizations in the fields of dance, craft, film, music, visual, literary, and cultural arts. My thanks to the Tacoma Arts Commission for funding this podcast and the many awesome programs, artists, and organizations around the city. And we are back with uh, Taylor Cox to talk about Waze Goose. But before we do that, I just want to give a short plug uh, to the members of Channel 253, we have a lot of people who support the, this podcast and the uh, the other podcasts in the network. Uh, it's $4 a month or $40 a year. And right now, any current member as of June 17th is going to be automatically entered to win Airfare for Two on Alaska Airlines. You can't beat that. So uh, channel253.com slash Alaska to learn more about that. Okay, back to Taylor. Waze Goose is coming up this weekend, yes, April is. 27th and 28th from 11 to 4, both days. It is rain or shine because I have been there in both <laughs> over the years. <laughs> As have I. Um, and the scent, uh, there, there's a lot of different things to talk about with Waze Goose for people who haven't been. Um, but let's talk about the centerpiece of it in my mind, which is a massive steamroller that rolls over prints. Um, it's the coolest thing. Do you want to share share what it's like? Yeah. Um, so basically, we're taking a three foot by three foot piece of linoleum. Um, and this is like linoleum flooring, or is it special art? So linoleum? it's specifically to carving. Okay. Um, and printmaking, but I, I've it always is wondered that. Like, like are you just at the home store? Makeup? But... <laughs> no. Um, similar base. Yeah. Linoleum polymer. Yeah. Um, but. So it's three foot by three foot 
all all the carving have has been done by the time we reach Waste Goose, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> um, whether or not the artist has slept the night before, it usually gets done. And you have to cut it in backwards, obviously, so that it shows up the right way on the paper. Yeah. Um, so any text is going to have to be backwards, your image, which is always kind of weird because you, as you're carving, you get used to seeing it one way and then it gets printed the opposite way. Right, and it looks backwards yeah. so you know it's the right way. <laughs> um, so, and then you're, we're inking it up with uh, giant rollers of ink and then basically what happens is we'll put it on a piece of plywood in the parking lot between King's Books and Doyle's Pub. Yep. Um, then you put the paper on top, a little piece of carpet to protect the paper, and then because it's so big, you're rolling over it with a steamroller. Um, usually, if you're printing linoleum, you can print it you know, with a spoon or a smaller press. Sorry, but- a spoon? So basically, you're just trying to apply enough pressure to transfer the ink from the linoleum to the paper. Okay. Um, so if you're very methodical and careful, you can, with the back of a spoon, you can apply a small I had no amount idea. of pressure. Yeah. Okay. But we're going to um, use a steamroller instead. <laughs> much faster. <laughs> yeah. For something of this size. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, Yeah. the steamroller goes back and forth across the paper, and then the paper gets lifted off for the big reveal. That's Um, an exciting thing to watch, the big reveal. It is very exciting. Yeah. The first one's always a little scary because you never know if it's going to turn out or not, but... Well, and and as someone who goes and and just goes to enjoy it, you know, you 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 can sit there and we we'll bring our kids and mm-hmm. we'll watch. And there's that first reveal where they see how it is, and you know they look at it and like it's a little light in one area. So then they try to fix that on the yeah. next one, and it's it's really fun. How many how many copies does each artist get to make using the the steamroller? So it's usually around five to six prints. Um, you know we're constrained by time yeah um, yeah because each one takes you know there's 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 the inking there's the setup there's the back and forth on the steamroller yeah. it takes a while yeah um so for most of the printing shifts that we're going to be doing there will be two artists going at the same time yeah so then we can balance it out of one artist is inking up their block while the other one is printing so there's usually always something to look at right um, I, I recommend coming a little bit later in the day. This is for the pro tip for the audience here, listening audience, because then you can see like some of the other ones that are hanging up and drying, and you you can really get a sense of like just how creative people are are using this like three foot by three foot. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. And we always um, will hang at least one copy up, either inside or on the outside of the storefront, so yeah. that you can see. Yeah. Um, and then we do also have a raffle every year for the steamroller prints. Mm. So you can buy raffle tickets, and then we'll have jars specific to each artist. Okay. Um, in years past, we've just done just a huge grab bag, but now you can pick the specific print that one. you want. Yeah. Um, and then all of that money from the raffle goes to next year's Waste Goose so that we can keep on. Yeah, that makes producing the sense. event. Um, it's a it's a free event, and it's it's really just it's really fun. I gotta it's say, so fun. It's, it's just a fun way. Um, people are like spilling out onto the street, which always makes me a little anxious. But uh, the the community vibe factor is very high. Yeah. One of the other centerpieces of it is the bring your own T-shirt or bring your own. 
yeah, anything. Screen what, printing. Yeah, tell um, me more about that. So we've wrangled Bob from Shroom Brothers Printing yep. into the Waste Goose Circle, which has been great. Yep. Um, so he brings his giant screen printing rig, which allows us to have six different screens. And then um, also in the parking lot. So we'll have six different images with ink on them of varying colors depending on the day. And then bring in, people can bring in their T-shirt or their tote bag or basically whatever is kind of flat. We've had uh, tea towels have been really Hmm. popular last year. Um, And then we'll print it for you and you can dry it and then take it home. That's a really great. cool it thing. It always brings out a lot of people. Yep. I have a shirt. I, I have multiple took, shirts. took one down and, <laughs> hey, here's this. Yeah. And then and then there's the vendors on the inside, which exactly. is uh, just a, a madhouse of letterpress uh, inside of King's Books. Yeah. So we've got people from all over, lots of people from Tacoma and then Seattle and Portland, um, the Kitsap Peninsula as well, all letterpress printers and screen printers that have come and brought the artwork that they create, um, as well as most of the tables will have some kind of free demo. Um, So a lot of what we're trying to do with the event is teach people about letterpress printing and block carving and all the the good ways goose and events. This is probably a good time for me to just clarify. The word that we're using is... W-A-Y-Z goose, which if you're not from here and you haven't heard this, might sound like a nonsense word. Do you want to say anything about the actual what Ways goose is? Yeah. uh, So historically it started as kind of a celebration that a master printer would put on for all of his apprentices at the end of summer to mark the beginning of starting working by candlelight Mm. in the dark. Okay. Um, So that's where it began, and it has since kind of morphed into just a celebration of letterpress printing um, and printmaking in general. And there are quite a few ways gooses. Ways geese. Ways geese. I don't know what the (laughs) plural of ways goose is. Um, Around the country. And, you know, in Portland and Seattle. And some of them are more geared towards it's a celebration for printers specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, Ours is we wanted to gear more towards the community and kind of letting people learn about what letterpress printing is. Because 10 years ago, not a lot of people knew. You know, 15 years ago, not a lot of people knew what right. it was. It, and the event is like 10 or 15 years old, I think, at this point, yes, isn't it? Yes, this is our 15th year. 15 years. I know, which That's is kind of crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. So we've grown quite a bit since that first year. It, it's been a blast every time I've I've been, and I've gone I, – I have not gone 15 years, but I bet I've gone at least seven of those yeah. years. And it's always a good time. Always great. Yeah. Whether or not it's raining, people are having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so I mentioned the dates. It's going to be uh, April 27th and 28th from 11 to 4. Uh, is there any place someone can find out about it that you would recommend finding? Yeah. Um, so we have a website, TacomaWaysGoose.com. And that's, again, W-A-Y-Z Goose. Yes. Yes. 
Um, and there's also a link on our homepage if you want to come and volunteer. We're always looking for people to help out. Um, we've got a number of different jobs from yeah. um, Clean Hands Crew, which is the people that are actually taking the prints from steamroller printing Cause, into storage. Because the artists have very, very messy hands. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the people that are inking don't touch they the paper after. They can't pick up after. the finished piece, yes. Yeah. Um, Clean hands grow. I like that. Yeah. Um, so you can, if you're interested in the event, you can sign up and to help out. Um, or it's got all the information and some great photos if you are just want to see what the event looks like. Yep. Um, there's some great photos on the website as well. Uh, we also have an Instagram and a Facebook as well. So that's Tacoma Ways Goose. Is our Instagram handle? Mm-hmm. And so, you, you're on Instagram as well. If someone I wants am. to find you and uh, check out your work, where would they yeah. find you? Yeah. Uh, so my Instagram is Coxon Press. That's C O X S W A I N. Coxswain. Yes, it's a um, nautical position on a boat, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's the kind of leader, um, the tiny person at the front of a crew right. boat. Um, so, yeah, that's my press name and then Instagram okay. as well. Okay. Well, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time, Taylor, to come in today and tell us about your work and Waze Goose. I am really excited, and yeah. I would encourage Tacoma to go out and check it out, rain or shine. Rain or shine, we'll be there. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you again to Taylor for uh, coming into the studio to talk about Ways Goose and her art. Uh, what do you think, Doug? It's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, indeed. I've never actually. I, I have to admit, never been. Okay. Well, maybe this will be. Uh, maybe this will be the year for it. Although it sounds like you've got some gigs booked that uh, people could go find you at. If uh, are you playing? I, I'm not playing, but I am going to go out to the Valley on Friday to see Frigoli because I just produced their new single that okay. they're releasing. And then uh, Saturday, I'm going to Peaks and Pints because they're having their Pilsner Final Championship round, and Ron has invited me out for that. I'm I'm a big fan of a of a good Pilsner. I know there's a lot of hops in the world. You anymore. you were li- you were, on the Citizen Tacoma podcast. Uh, you were drinking some Pilsner on. Uh, your most recent episode. These things happen. I liked that episode. Uh, I I don't know if I'm going to get away, but someone else should do it if I can't. McMinimins is open, and uh, this might be the weekend to check out uh, what is going to be, I think, a premier arts venue in Tacoma. I hear good things about the Tiki Bar. Bars, restaurants, and a lot of concert space. So uh, if you are in downtown Tacoma, uh, go check out McMinimins. I'll take my mom because she remembers going there as a kid. Oh, wow. Yep. Wow. And again, you'll be really close to Waze Goose uh, up on St. Helens. So maybe maybe double header for that. Okay. Thanks, everyone. And uh, we'll be back with another episode soon. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. This is Channel 253.